1: Comeback quarterbacks. An amazing story of the 2022 season right now is how well the Seahawks are playing with Geno Smith and the Atlanta Falcons and Marcus Mariota. You can see the confidence growing. We'll talk comeback quarterbacks on today's episode. And of course, all of our biggest takeaways from week eight Sunday right now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Going to get into everything we saw on the football fields of week eight, Matt. But I think one of the, the coolest stories that's happening right now, and I love a good comeback story. And sometimes we bury people too quickly in the media, and sometimes guys bury themselves. And sometimes you forget about someone like Marcus Mariota, who was just you know, backed all the way up into the oblivion of, look, you're a backup quarterback now forever, and that's the end of the story. But I'm watching this, and there's multiple storylines from this Falcons-Panthers game, which is a surprising best game of the weekend maybe, um, in a 37-34 overtime win for the Atlanta Falcons. I want to start with the quarterback here in Marcus Mariota, and I'm watching him run around the field. I'm watching his play. Uh, I really watched them closely against the 49ers a couple of weeks ago. The Falcons are four and four right now. It's not an amazing record, but they're in the mix in the NFC South, which means they're in the mix in the NFC playoff picture. This is a team we thought might be the number one overall, uh, drafting number one overall in April. That's not looking like the case. I love how Arthur Smith has these guys playing, but the thing that really stood out to me, was the confidence that Marcus Mariota is playing with right now. And I don't know if that's a function of his coach, if it's just where he's at now in his career and he's like enough of this backup stuff. I'm I'm here to stay and I'm I'm a starting NFL quarterback and they got a highly drafted quarterback that he's fending off there. And I just love the play of of Marcus Mariota and there were some folks that thought ah, Arthur Smith doesn't trust him. He's not going to get, you know, they don't trust him to throw the ball more than 15 times a game. Well, that wasn't the case in this one. You know, he was he was leading the charge for this atlanta falcons team and I, I just see the confidence growing in marcus Mariota. and i don't know the guy at all personally but it just seems like that's something maybe he has lacked in the past it wasn't a perfect game by any means he'd have a couple picks in this one but three touchdown passes 20 of 28 for 253 yards do you see the confidence growing in marcus Mariota, or is that just uh my weird eyes the way i see this atlanta falcons team right now
0: i'm torn i mean this was one of the best games of the year i mean they truly Traded punches I mean every series score the other team would go down match it you know right down to the end DJ Moore the huge play but takes off his helmet you know I mean like so it was a phenomenal football game and oh by the way these are two teams with zero expectations coming to the league and the winner of the game was going to stand alone atop this division on Halloween and that's Atlanta so of course the fantasy community can't stand coach Smith because what do you why don't you throw to London and Pitts? and I drafted those guys high but he has created a formula that fits his team, fits his quarterback, fits his talent level, none of which are, you know, ideal at this point. And it kind of reminds me, like when they put Lamar in the, into the, you know, instead of Flacco in his rookie year, or second half of last year, Jalen Hurts. And obviously, Lamar and Hurts. Trust me, I watched it went on to do great things after the, the the offense was catered to them. I mean, that was like step one in their development. And, you know, we were mentioning it off the air. We'll probably talk about it later in the week. But, like, these second-year quarterbacks are struggling. Now Kenny Pickett's really struggling. Like, Mariota was the second overall pick. Like, let's not write their book yet. But I very much believe in the young quarterback world and maybe the entire quarterback world, Landing spot is more important than the player, you know, and what they cater around him and all those things. Do they trust Mariota now? That might be extreme, you know. Maybe they needed him to throw and he did well, but uh, they're winning games and they're out kicking their coverage every week.
1: And when it comes to highly drafted players like Mariota and, and Geno Smith, mm-hmm. they they have the physical talent too, and right, it's, right. It's, it's hard to forget that quarterbacks. Hit their peak in the NFL about 10 years later than, say, a running back would. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's that much. It's crazy. It's a decade later. Um, And and so maybe that's what we're seeing with some of these quarterbacks now. You know, we see really good quarterback play in your early 30s in the NFL. Um, And that 30-yard run by Mariota, too. Like, Mm, he's got some legs to him. He was scooting a little bit on that one. Uh, And then on the other side, throw of the year. By far, right? PJ Walker, oh, yeah. absolute dimes. 30 or no 60. I think I have the number exactly what it 62, was. 62, I think. 62 air yards.
0: Oh, air yards, I'm not sure. I just looked at DJ Moore uh, long and it was sixty. Oh
1: man, I had yeah, here it is. This from uh, Seth Walder. PJ Walker's touchdown pass to DJ Moore had a air distance of sixty-seven point six yards, the longest air wow. yards completion in the next gen stats era, and that started in 2016. So wow. That, that that's pretty cool and, and to finish it off on the other side dj moore great catch the comeback 21 points there by the panthers i thought they were dead in the water uh coming all the way back in the fourth quarter and you thought they were going to win that game but then dj moore takes his helmet off after the touchdown which is a stupid uh, it's a stupid rule i hate the a stupid rule
0: but you also have to know the rules and his team lost the game because of it And I it's mean, an it's, amazing play with like two, no, nothing left on the clock I even was sitting there watching my son. I'm like, the rule should be you shouldn't be able to do it on the playing surface. Like, he was out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. Like, take your helmet off and throw it in the seats as far as I'm concerned. You know I mean? It was – a you, you should be emotional. It was an amazing play. And then they go on to lose yeah. it. Then the kicker didn't help, but also kicking an extra point from 15 further yards out it was a problem here. Big picture, I think these teams are unbelievably interesting because – Panthers drafted Corral, Falcons drafted Ritter. We're probably not going to see either one. You know, you're not going to have any more information on them. It's gotten to the point now that it, probably neither one of these teams is going to pick super high. I guess Carolina could. Like, are they done to quarterback? Are they happy? Are, are they it, probably deep down? We know that if there was a stud there, they would take him in a heartbeat. You
2: right.
1: know? Especially Carolina. I think yeah. Atlanta, they probably, I would think that Ritter and Mariota, is a much better quarterback situation, and I would project them to win more games just the way they're playing, and they're a couple mm-hmm, games off where right. the Panthers are. The they might not be drafting high enough anyway. So I think it's much more likely that Carolina is drafting first high enough to draft a quarterback. And Corral, I know they were drafted in the same range, but I, I don't get the same vibe from Corral as like you'd you'd feel pretty good going forward as you would with the Falcons going forward with Mariota and uh mm-hmm. and Ritter. But I could be wrong on that. Um and and but, but P.J. Walker's by far playing the best quarterback we've seen from the Panthers in a while.
0: By far. I mean, for a couple of years now. And I don't even think you consider putting Baker or Darnold in the equation. No, you know? No, chance. no, like it's, no, it's no chance.
1: It's Walker's team now. That's it. Period. Yep,
0: yep. And, and they run the ball well. You know, Foreman had, a, had another good game as well. D.J. Moore's out of his shell. I frankly thought Terrence Marshall was going to be a bust after year one, but this is a great opportunity for him as well. You're just finding out a lot about guys. And I wonder,
1: it's strange because we saw what Christian McCaffrey did for the 49ers. We'll get into that game a little bit later. Mm-hmm. It's not like they didn't trade away a really good player, but it did it somehow help the team? I know Walker is a big part of it and in, in putting a new quarterback in there. He's playing better, but Deontay Foreman, they, they're they not hurting, running the ball. Deontay Foreman ran the ball 26 times for 118 yards and three touchdowns, right? He's been great for them since they traded away Christian McCaffrey. And now there's more opportunities in the passing game to spread the ball around where they, too, Christian McCaffrey centric on offense that maybe hurt the rest of the offense. You're talking about Terrace Marshall and DJ Moore having really good games now. So maybe it, maybe it did help them. Obviously the draft picks going to help them in the future, but maybe there was some addition by subtraction, not because of McCaffrey's talent, but just because it maybe loosened up the offense in some sort of way. Obviously coaching change is, is a big part of things too, but I don't know. It's strange that you would lose a player that good. And you'd seem to be better off because of it.
0: It's an interesting angle. And I don't look at it like, I know we're going to talk Seattle here soon. Like Seattle's better without Russell Wilson. Like that's a fact. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think nobody's going to fight me on that. And I know we're going to talk about them here in a minute, but I, and I don't think McCaffrey by any means was a detriment or, you know, you know, a, a squeaky wheel. We have to feed this guy. That's bad for the team, but there's something to be said for, and we've been talking about it all year, the giants come to mind, the bears come to mind that these not so talented teams just give me a rugged downhill runner, you know, Huntley, Algier, Corderel, Patterson, Foreman, you know, and I'm just going to pound the rock over and over and over. And it just makes everyone's life a little easier.
1: Seahawks are still atop the NFC West. Another big win. They did defeat the New York Giants. I want to talk a little bit more about Geno Smith as well. Some of his comments after the game, after beating uh, a team he used to play for in the New York Giants. He's played for quite a few teams now in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And more of our takeaways, Christian McCaffrey's really full Debut for the San Francisco 49ers and and, and what a game that was for Christian McCaffrey as the Niners beat the Rams. And uh, how about the Raiders and how bad they're playing, getting blanked by the Saints? Uh, Tons more to get to on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user's manual and you would love it to be that way. And sometimes you need to figure things out yourself. I, I think about it like uh, Ikea furniture and sometimes you're putting things together and you think you've got it figured out and you're not looking at the manual and you realize there's an extra piece here that belonged over here. You put this on backwards and now you're in a bad spot. Do you just start over? Do you give up? But therapy can help you get through those types of things. Take it one step at a time. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenges and emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. Sometimes you just need that check-in every week to make sure you're hitting all the important points in your life that you are trying to hit to accomplish all of your goals and solving the problems that pop up and many do along the way. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's com slash locked on.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts like Me on today's edition, actually, Ah. of Locked On Sports Today, talking with Peter Bukowski. And insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. How about Geno Smith? How about that sentence you said a little bit earlier, Matt, that the Seattle Seahawks are clearly better because they have Geno Smith at quarterback and not Russell Wilson?
0: It's amazing. I mean, he throws the ball down the field. And I think he's still the league leader in accuracy percentage by a wide margin. You know, like it's not just get it out of your hands. Dink, dunk, dink dunk, dunk. I mean, he's aggressive. He has nothing to lose. He has two very good weapons and they avoided, you know, serious injury with DK Walker's a stud. They got these young tackles and the, the offense is humming and Gino is not a byproduct. He is driving the ship. And that's very, very impressive. I think one of the biggest, you know, encouraging things with the Seahawks as a whole is I looked at the Browns Lions and Seahawks for most of the year and just thought those are the worst defenses in the league by a million now they're creeping back to mediocrity you know like the defense is getting better Pete Carroll might know a thing or two um this probably shouldn't shock anybody nor should we over react but the Giants did crash back down to earth a little bit you know I mean Daniel Jones I'm not saying he turned into a pumpkin but was just fine. You know, got sacked five times, and I just thought the lack of receivers really stood out here, which is something they've danced around a little bit this far, thus far.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely, and when you take Saquon Barkley out of it, he only he only had two point yards per carry in this one. 20 mm-hmm. carries for 53 yards. He did have a touchdown, but um, that, Saquon Barkley's been so much of their offense when you slow that down, and that's what's worried me about this team and the load right. that he's taking. You know, Saquon Barkley gets hurt, and the Giants can can pretty much kiss it all goodbye even if they do get into the playoffs at that point you know um that would be rough for them to win games you really saw it in this one daniel jones 17 of 31 passing 176 yards geno smith on the other hand 23 of 34 passing 212 yards couple of touchdown passes 104 quarterback rating just throwing free dk metcalf touchdown not only did he not miss four to six weeks he was back the very next right. week, his Patella injury and had a touchdown on this one. It wasn't a, a huge factor, six for 55, but did have the touchdown catch there. Tyler Lockett is moving up the uh, the all time list for the Seattle Seahawks. He had five for 63 and a touchdown himself. Uh, just Geno Smith playing free and easy. And I really like the quote after the game from Geno Smith. They were asked if it was, he was asked if it was a sort of a revenge game. Uh, going against his former team, the New York Giants. And he said, no, actually, this game was for Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese, the mm. his old coach and, and GM that brought him in. He's like, because they believed in me. And and so I thought that was pretty cool of him taking the high road and actually calling out the guys who, who have believed in him in the past. And, uh, man, you know who believes in him right now is Pete Carroll because yeah. he's got him playing really well. I don't know how long it's going to last for the Seahawks but 5-3 and three right now, first place in the NFC West. So congrats to um, – is this like comeback player of the year? Do you have to be like, like completely gone I hate that you? award, but I sure. Can it go seems like back to the starter and get that award.
0: <laughs> I mean, comeback player of the year is usually someone returns from injury, like Barkley, you know, came back from injury yeah. stud, as opposed to – You've not had a very good career and now you're having a good year. Yeah. I mean, like that's kind of a backhanded compliment. That's right. <laughs> it is. Well, you were so
1: bad in the past that now that right. you're good, here's an award.
0: Right. You could have, you couldn't beat out a decrepit Eli Manning or, you know, Russell, who we hated and now you're really good and we love you, you know, so congrats in year 10 or whatever. But he's playing phenomenal. And frankly, those giant years, or even last year when he filled in for Wilson, he wasn't bad. I always looked at him as a high end backup and now he's really putting it together.
1: Confident, I want to talk really quick. Uh, it was a Cowboys blowout of the Chicago Bears. You mentioned how not as them.
0: much as you think, though.
1: I mean, you said right. that off the air. I'm not much yeah,
0: disputing you, right?
1: It, and the, those second year quarterbacks, a lot of them are struggling. We saw it yep. in London, we saw it. Um, we've seen it all over the NFL, the New York Jets, and, and Zach Wilson's just like it just looks like he, he's not figuring it out. It's not backyard ball, and we've seen some hero ball from Justin Fields, but they've definitely figured out a a formula for Justin Fields and this game 49 29 is, you know, a bad score, but you know, even into the second half, this was a really close game. And, and I've been impressed with how the bears are are competing and fighting in a similar way to what the Falcons are doing. Yeah. um, You know, they're three and five now, and they're not going to go anywhere this year. They actually traded away one of their good players in, in Robert Quinn and, and Justin Fields obviously needs more weapons and needs more help, but there's, Of all the second-year quarterbacks, suddenly after the last few weeks, I kind of feel the best about Justin Fields right now.
0: He's definitely the one that's trending in the right direction, at least. You know, I mean, after really starting the season in a scary manner, and I've talked about my relationship with Luke Getze, but, I mean, he's a first-year coordinator. I think coordinator and and quarterback are starting to really figure each other out and Mm -hmm. play to each other's strengths. And in the meantime, they won a few games, you know, running the football and bringing them along the right way. They're very talent deficient. I mean, I know this is 49 29, but I I think this is a win for the Bears. I mean, the fact, I mean, you get the loss, you get a higher pick, but you're building something. I think you have your quarterback. There's a physicality to this team. And Dallas, I think they have a strong case to be the fourth best team in the league. I mean, Dak is hitting his stride. I hope Jerry Jones, because I really think this is Jerry, can at least can sit back, watch this game and say Zeke has to be the number two. Tony <laughs> yes. Pollard is really good.
1: That's what I was going to bring up. Yes. 14 carries for 131, three touchdowns for Tony Pollard. It's just different when he's in the game. Huh. And I know you paid Zeke a lot of money and he's been the guy, but th- this is at least an indicator where you have to use their talents uh, to, to help your football team the best, which is minimum they're splitting carries. And in a lot of in games, minimum. that would end up being skewed towards Pollard's side. And that's at the very least. But uh, if we're all being honest, Pollard should be getting most of the carries and Zeke should be the backup at this point.
0: Make Zeke happy and put him in the goal line and give him a bunch of touchdowns and yeah. close out games and tell him yeah. you're extending his career and you're saving him for the playoffs and give the ball to Pollard.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the game and yeah, all that. Stuff. Yeah, Jack showing off the legs a little bit in this game too. Yeah, he looks good. You, we were asked that question in the mailbag last week, and you said Cowboys would be your number four, and I think they're solidifying that right now.
0: Yeah, and the defense is as good as there is in the league right now. CD Lamb stepping up. You know, some of their weapons are starting to look healthier. Gallup catches a few balls. You know, so I think there's a, a gap after the first top three, but I like Dallas's case to be a contender. That division's really good right now.
1: Quick note on Dolphins, Lions, Lions jumped out Mm -hmm. to a lead. Dolphins came roaring back. Best wide receiver group in the league with with Hill and Waddle right now?
0: Yeah. I I mean, it's better than Godwin and Evans, Lockett and Metcalf. Chase and Higgins is pretty darn strong, but these guys just have such a ripple effect to all the defensive coordinators out there. I mean, nobody plays man against these guys. So, your, your, your boy back there, you know, conjuring up plays just knows he's getting zoned, and it's just such an advantage.
1: <laughs> Tyreek Hill's still going up and somehow like uh. skying in the air, pulling down balls 12 catches for 188, waddle to touchdowns, two is throwing for 382 yards. Uh, that, that's a lot of speed, that's tough for teams, especially team really like is. The Lions, to hold on in a game like that.
0: And the Lions didn't play bad all in all. I mean, again, they're a one win team, they're in trouble, but. They hung around with a very good Dolphins team and a kind of a game script we expected. But two has been playing better than I expected, too. I'll give them some credit.
1: So two more candidates for that fourth best team in the power rankings in the NFL. The Minnesota Vikings right now at 6-1. and one. They defeated the Cardinals 34-26. We've both been reluctant to put the Vikings up there, but they just keep on winning.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a bye week for the Steelers, so it's a strange week for me. I don't do a lot of my night shows and things like that. I'm thinking about doing a deep dive into the Vikings just for fun because they're six and one. They're not a super explosive team. I wouldn't say cousins is having a phenomenal season. Jefferson's the straw that stirs the drink. I mean, it's not Barkley like level in terms of importance to offense, but it isn't far off. I mean, like he is unbelievable in terms of the ripple effect he has on those around him, Kind of like Tyreek big game for Dalvin cook. I guess here's my quick take on the Vikings is are they the fourth best team in the league? No. Are they going to win the North? Yes. Is this young, you know, first time head coach still figure things out. Sure. But he's winning six out of seven games in the process. So that's phenomenal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Man, what a difference a, a new head coach has made because yeah. I, I, it's hard to pinpoint. That's why it's so difficult with the Vikings because they've been that like, you know, 500 team. It's like, "Well, what's really different?" And so, yeah, I'd be interested to hear your results of that deep dive. And when you look at the North, I mean, it's not going to be the Bears, it's not going to be the Lions and the Packers mm-hmm. fall to 3 and 5. They lost, I mean, it it wasn't a blowout, but it didn't really ever feel like the Packers were in this game either, 27-17 wow. on Sunday Night Football to mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills who are now 6 and 1.
0: Yeah, and Uh, The bills like I mean, they're they're level that I'm their expectations to me are probably un, you know, unsustainable because they're so good, but they still did tremendous things in this game. They hit Rogers a fair amount Rogers or Allen threw two picks, but they ended up running the ball for over 150 yards dig was the star. A lot of chirping back and forth, a lot of attitude from Green Bay, especially their defense. I liked seeing that. Um, I didn't think this was a terrible performance by Green Bay, but they're nowhere close to the Bills anymore, which is startling.
1: Some more notes on the rest of the week eight games like the ineptitude of the Los Angeles Raiders and their new head coach right now. The 49ers getting a boost from Christian McCaffrey, who they recently traded for. And uh, the Eagles just rolling along, steamrolling those Pittsburgh Steelers, all that more coming up to finish up this episode of Peacock and Williamson. But whether you're looking to pop the question, you have a milestone moment, you're ready to celebrate with a special person in your life, maybe you want to get something special for mom, you want to let your love sparkle in whatever way that is, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Easy online tools let you choose the diamond, shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style, Blue Nile's bench jewelers will help. Will then uh, help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. And if you're not sure what you want to find that special person in your life, and this is something I struggle with, and it's the thing I appreciate most, is Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to Blue Nile. Dot com and use promo code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B L U E N I L E.com. Code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. Blue Promo code locked on.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: So pretty fun watching Christian McCaffrey do not only dual threat running back stuff, but triple threat running back stuff, throwing a touchdown pass. And it was a beautiful rainbow toss to Brandon Ayuk for a 34-yard touchdown. And the rushing touchdown, the receiving touchdown, skying up to get the ball. Um, maybe I underrated the impact that Christian McCaffrey could have because he's so much more than a running back. Now it's just, you know, cross your fingers in the 49ers, hope he can stay healthy. They didn't even have Debo in this game. And I think once Debo shows up, maybe that usage will kind of skew a little bit towards Debo. But you've got a two-headed monster there. Very different than what the Miami Dolphins say with a former Shanahan proto with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, those guys are threats down the field. You gotta, these this is something else completely different. This is catch and run stuff. This is after the catch, two of the best after-the-catch players over the last five years, and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but the 49ers really woke up in the second half and um, and ran away from the Rams in this one. Now four and four are the 49ers going into a bye.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure you watched every snap, and it, it looked like the second half was not very competitive after a decent start by the Rams. I think these two teams are in two different tiers for sure. I think the Niners could compete for that fourth spot in power ranks. McCaffrey obviously fits in really well. Clearly, they had a plan in place, and we maybe were even just scratching the surface of it. I thought Jimmy played a strong game. Um, two receiver notes I think are important here are, I guess Cooper Cup got hurt in this game. I mean, where would they be with if Cup misses any time? Like they could lose to anyone without Cup. And they're, I mean the Rams the
1: Rams that. are in trouble anyway. The Rams' offensive line is oh, yeah. their offense is non-functional because their line can't do anything. They, so they can't run, they can't protect. Then Stafford gets in trouble. And miraculously, no interceptions thrown in this game from either side, which is probably the best no, lost on of all bets in this game. But they're in bad shape already, and even worse shape if there's no Cooper Cup. Like just put a put a fork in him if, if he's out for a while.
0: Yeah. And my, my I wanted to bring up Ayuk. I mean Maybe Kittle's, Debo, and McCaffrey are better football players than him. Maybe. I think he's tremendous.
1: Underutilized, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's some. What finer if he's on the range? Right, I think a lot of teams could use someone that's like Ayuk that could be a number two. I think there's some finer points that that Kyle Shanahan is struggling with with him, and when you watch him run routes, okay. like there's some just like maybe he's the outside release instead of inside release. You know, very minimal things that the Kyle Shanahan really cares about those kind of details in his offense. So I think that's part of what's been holding Brandon Ayuk back. But when you see him just run routes, like he can separate and he can play. Right, he's a talented guy, oh, and yeah. so when he gets his opportunities in a game like this without Debo, it uh, gets a little bit more of an opportunity to shine uh, a couple of great stats here that I found this weekend one on Jimmy Garoppolo and Christian McCaffrey this is from Ben Solak former member here of team mm-hmm. locked on. Yeah, good he said <laughs> against the Rams Jimmy Garoppolo completed his first pass as a 49er of 30 plus air yards outside the numbers in his 52nd game Wow, it's the first time he's wow. done it. He's he's completed thirty-yard air yard passes, and he's completed passes out of the outside the numbers, but never thirty-plus air yards and outside the numbers. If you watch the 49ers, you realize that's the adds thing. up. Yeah, it first time in his fifty-second game, Christian McCaffrey in his second game completed a pass of thirty-plus air yards outside the numbers. So,
0: there you go. <laughs> so great. How no, about not this? A... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Not doing so, anything good.
1: All right, so I'm, I'm going to move on to another game here, and this is yeah. the uh, the Raiders that got blanked. And just to show kind of the ineptitude mm-hmm. of this game, 24-0 win in New Orleans. Um, the Raiders didn't run a single play in Saints territory until the final drive of the game after Derek Carr was pulled.
0: Wow. I mean, they this is not as bad in- a performance as, as any team that I can remember. I mean, this was not close in any way, shape, or form I don't know what the Raiders did well. I mean, 38 rushing yards on the day. I mean, Jacobs has been carrying this team. I think it's time to you know question the head coach a little bit. And the there was turning a closed, the corner.
1: Sorry to interrupt. There was a closed door yeah. meeting with Josh McDaniels and ownership uh, after the game, and McDaniels put it on himself.
0: But they're going in the wrong direction. They are. I mean, I felt bad for them early in the year with a lot of bad luck games. You could have won that type of thing. This was is maybe the least competitive game of the year or or the week, including the Eagles killing the Steelers. And, you know, like the Raiders had nothing to hang their hat on. Are we changing our tune on Derek Carr? And I might be changing my tune a little on Andy Dalton too. I thought he played well. You, you might be coming back to where I was with Derek
1: Carr. Yeah. I don't think my tune's changing. I think he's right where I thought he was, mm-hmm. um, and he's in just – Cousins that, in land. That, that tier, that Garoppolo-Cousins yeah. sort of tier of of starting quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. No, I, that's how he's playing this year and not as well as either one of those guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a word you would like to say about Eagles just blowing out the Steelers 35-13?
0: Uh, they're in a really bad spot right now. The Eagles are a powerhouse. It was very reminiscent of Steelers' Bills, where one team is a big-time Super Bowl contender. I love how Jalen Hurts is playing. Javon Hargrave was wrecking things. But A.J. Brown was just an utter superstar. I mean, good coverage, but he just grabs the ball away from Minka or Witherspoon or whoever. I mean, he was the player of the day. But, man, studying the Eagles going into this game, I have a lot of respect for how they play because they really are a tough team to find weaknesses on.
1: Uh, congrats to the Titans who are now in control <laughs> in the AFC South and those fantasy owners that had 200 plus rushing yards of Derrick Henry on their rosters this Not week. So and, uh, the Titans beat the Texans 17-10, Close one for Sam Ellinger. Couldn't get it done for the Colts against the commanders. And that is it for us on this Sunday week eight recap. Thanks to everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen Back tomorrow, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.